Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free reviews, sometimes recommendations for your next read. Basically, it's whatever we read this week. So, Ames, what do we read this week? We read The Lady Most Likely. Correct. By Eloisa James, Julia Quinn and Connie Brockaway. I really enjoy how this particular section of the podcast is like a little test every week and we always deliver the answer like I've asked you, what is 100 divided by 63? And, and you're like, pause, oh, what would the decimal be? Yeah. Um, I always well, say, if like we inverted it. And made it my turn. Oh, no. that would that We tried that and it went so badly. <laughs> well, I was like, I don't know. We read that book. I give every book a nickname and only remember. It's the book about the guy who did. Yes. that's yeah. I remember well, everything like that. This is a book about a guy who did. It's a Some book about things. several guys yeah. who several dids. Oh, Kimberly. <laughs> it's a romance novel. Sure is. And it's not... Julia Quinn's only murder mystery? Of course it's a romance novel. I forgot <laughs> that our listeners would know who Eloise James and Julia Quinn are. They really would at this right. point. Is it, it's like a, it's a collection of novellas, isn't it? But there's only no. three. See, I would say it's not... They call it on the front cover, it's called A Novel in Three Parts. And I would say that more so, having read a lot of novellas or like anthologies or whatevers, yeah. I would say this is not. This is quite distinctly a novel in three parts because it's very cohesive. It's so cohesive. And they have clearly worked so closely together because I actually was thinking about it on reread this week whether or not I would be able to pick. Julia Quinn or pick the one that Connie Brockaway wrote or whatever, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't I couldn't tell, I couldn't pick who was writing which bits. So it yeah. is really one novel written by three people. Yeah. But it follows three or is it this four is the synopsis. characters? This is a hot mess. Are we gonna stick to no, a structure? No. Well, I think that's fine. Now do the synopsis. Okay. So, fine. so Kimberly. Yes. <laughs> Now that we've established it's not novellas, but it's one book written by three people, can you do the spoiler-free synopsis? Sure can. The spoiler-free synopsis. So it's based around the main kind of guy is Hugh, who has a last name that I can't remember but is not important, and he is a lord or an earl or something. Again, not important, but he's He is a member of the aristocracy in Britain in the Regency period. And we find out in Chapter 1 that he has all of a sudden, out of the blue, approached his sister and his sister's best friend, because they're just hanging out together, and said, I would like to get married. But he kind of, his thing is horses. All he does is raise horses. So Love he never it. goes to balls. He's, he doesn't know anybody. He does, like he knows other men and stuff, but he doesn't know who's nice and which women would be most suitable to marry and blah, blah, blah. So he, obviously, his mum and dad are dead and he's the head of the family. So he goes to his sister and says, look, I want you to tell me, give me a list of women (laughs) that you think would be appropriate for me to marry. And they think this is hilarious and are like, I can't believe you want us to write this list. It's an actual list. And so they write a list of three women. And the sister who has already been married off, she goes one further and is like, I will actually hold a house party because the season is over at this point. The London season is over. And so she says, I'll hold a house party and I'll invite all of these women to come. And I'll invite the right men to come who I know will attract the, the so that those women will say yes and accept my invitation and blah, blah, blah. So she makes this big list of people for this house party. And basically those three women, 
then become the three stories.、Yep. So each of them get married off in this. Actually, I don't think it's three women. I think it makes. I think the list only has two people on it. There's a third person. Who... There's a third person involved. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of that's kind of the story, and then they throw the house party and. Everyone sort of partners off. Everyone kind of partners off, and it does happen that, and even though we said it's very much one novel, it does happen that the first romance is sorted out, and and kind of you put a pin in that romance,、yep. and then the second romance begins, and then it is sorted out, and you put a pin in that, and then the third romance happens at the end, sorts out, pin in that, and that、uh, one's Hughes. The last one is Hughes. The last one is Hughes. Yeah, he's last, and that's kind of it, really. Is there anything else I need to? No, I think that's. A good summary of the premise of it. So it's it's a group of people. There's a clear objective that he has,、yeah. and they're all in this one location. And they all kind of have the same objective because the season is over. So any opportunities,、do. yeah, any opportunities to do the marrying now is the moment. Like if there's time left to make a match. That's sort of why you went to house parties. Absolutely, eligible in the off season. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it. So then, that having been that, Amy, would you recommend? Lady, most likely. Yeah, I think I would. It's you always laugh at me when I say this thing, but I remember when I read it. It's like the second story, and a bit of the third story <laughs> made me have like ooh, had my little romance novel cry. Yeah, even though it was quite compressed. Yeah, because what I liked about it was they're short, so you can, as a reader, like spend fifty minutes and and have that sort of narrative fulfillment because the pins put. In that, absolutely, but you still get the. I felt, and you might disagree, but this is just, I felt I still had enough of like the character development and the character motivation, and you know what their demons were and what their yeah, obstacles were、sure. that they were trying to overcome. That at the end of each of those stories, I felt very satisfied with the characters and the narrative that I engaged with. Sure, and I also really liked that. It's hard because this is a podcast. I actually sort of want to draw a diagram well, right now, but、it's、so I know. Medium, but there's the three three different parts. But then there's like this sort of Amy's doing hand gestures at this time,、yeah. which you can't see, but she's still doing. Not They're not helping me understand her point. So because I haven't got to the end of my point, not missing、you're、out on anything. Interrupting me. Part one, part two, part three. That's right. But That's to frame part one. There's the sister and this sort of uniting character, and then she happens throughout all of them, and then there's a sort of concluding, like there's sort of these bookends to it. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a Julia Quinn thing. Full stop. Any time she's in a project like this. And I've read a couple of them where that's not、like、the case the and it doesn't work as well. Sixpence in a shoe. Exactly. There's always whoever kind of starts it that same voice. And I would imagine Julia Quinn wrote. If I had to pick, but I didn't look it up, that I would say that she wrote the arc. The so she wrote、arc. the sister, yeah, and then Carrie. I really liked, and then wrote Hugh's story. At the I really like that because the sister character in this has grows as well. Yeah, she does a bit. She's not just a. Even though it's a short novel, and she's. I don't know if she grows, but she certainly we we discover more about her. Yeah, she is okay, fleshed out.、Waiter. I don't think she has her own arc, but we, but she is. She's not just the same thing all the way through. We get to see more、yeah. of her, and we get to see more of her relationship with her husband. And I really liked that.、Mm. And I liked that. You know, in this novel, because it's within the house party, you have this. It doesn't feel disjointed, and you have these consistent linking devices、yeah. that happen through all the stories、sure. and all the characters reoccur in、I、all the stories.、That. And、yeah. I really liked that. I like that. So I enjoyed it. I can't say though that you know, stepping away from it, 
it has, we all know that my favourite romance novel is Romancing Mr. Bridgerton <laughs> with Colin, um, <laughs> which does Kimberly didn't out, let me talk about too much. Per, um, perfect Rake for you? <gasps> okay. Because you to just, take you that just back. made a statement. <gasps> oh my goodness. No. Okay. One of my favourite <laughs> romance novels, Perfect Rake as well. But now you've made me. Oh, I've lost my train of thought because we all about know, all my favourite novels. We all know that one of your favourite novels is Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. There was a point. Okay, so the point of that is that I can close my eyes and remember the sort of beats of the story and the character moments and and key things from that story. I can't say with the lady most likely that I have the same vivid takeaways. Yeah, Yeah, but it is enjoyable and I would recommend it. Okay, cool. So Kimberly. Elaborate. So I also have several props and diagrams diagrams (laughs) that I would like to inappropriately try and convey through an auditory medium. No, I don't. I Yeah, I really liked it. I would recommend it for sure. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to when we kind of decided to talk about this book and I would and I knew I would have to go back and read it because, and I'm sure our listeners totally get this as well, when you've read a bunch of romance novels, particularly when you've read a bunch of romance novels in the same like subgenre of romance, <laughs> by right? The same Regency. Suite of authors. By the same suite of authors, you reach this point where you're like, is that the one way he had one yeah, leg? You, that's or why is you that don't the remember the titles. That's why I don't remember the titles. It's like when you they see... all have the same title. The lady most likely. Ten ways to seduce a rake. Well, the rake I seduced. Genre. Like it's so it's like when we go to museums and we know we saw that artwork. Where, yeah, that's exactly I know right. I've seen it, but I cannot tell you in which context yeah. I saw it. So for me, that this book was like that. And so I knew I'd have to go back and reread it to decide whether or not this was... I didn't have any negative memories of it. But you were but, just like, it was a book. Yeah. Uh, but it. upon reread, I really enjoyed it. Like I had some laugh out loud moments. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Did you have a little, cry? Um, Did you have a Kimberly equivalent of... Of, like, a moment where I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. I didn't. I didn't think any of the stories were particularly emotional. Oh, I always find the second one I was about so to say, emotional. I was about to say, the only one that, that I knew was trying to go there was the second, but I think the problem that I have with that is the nature of the novella. And it uh, is, even though it's not a novella, it, it really does feel like one story that three people collaborated on. But you don't have enough time Uh, to get to know. No, and they give you all of that backstory for the second one where they're like, four years ago, blah, blah happened. And um, they give you kind of this flashback to kind of set the scene. But I was like, yeah, okay. But I just didn't have – I don't think I had enough time in it to – yeah, okay. actually pull the All right, string. but you still, that didn't really... But I, no, it didn't yeah. bother me. I still really enjoyed it. I enjoyed I felt like all the characters were very cleverly fleshed out and felt very real for such for getting such short amounts of yeah, screen I time, agree. essentially. Yeah, that's what I did um, enjoy about that. And that's just masterful. That makes me go, wow, what excellent writers. And what the fact great that, collaboration. Yes, and the fact that it was such a tight sort of storytelling mm. arc to the whole thing made me just go, that's terrific too. Like clearly, it, and they referenced each other's kind of like moments that were written about in a different story. So like in the first kind of story 
couple story. A moment in that will be referenced yeah, in, that's really in a different book, in a different kind of part yeah. of the book. And so it just makes me go that, yeah, everyone clearly wrote their little draft, sent it off to everybody, and then it was all read and then that was used to make an edit and to really fine-tune and, and really smooth mm. out it, kind it's of. really good co-writing. Really good co-writing. So, yeah, I look, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I actually had it in my – when I finished it, my takeaway was kind of like, oh, I need to remember this exists because I obviously kind of forgot about it and I feel like I owe it more than the level of forgetting it. I think I it fills it like fills a gap when cuz you know how much I love the novella or the short yes, story. Yes, the the what do they call it? Instant gratification. Yeah. And it fills that. It filled it actually probably one of the best ones we've read in a while for me where I was like, yes, that actually did because I don't I don't enjoy the novella as much as you do, whereas mm. this didn't feel – this felt like a cheat for me, like that halfway house between I don't uh. have time to read the whole thing versus I don't see the point. I'm always kind of left hungry at the end of a novella anyway. Right. This was a nice little halfway house awesome. for me. So anyway, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I do want to mention that there is a – it's not a sequel, but there's another – Collaboration. Co- yeah, collaboration. And it is called- kind of a sequel because it's it's not a sequel in the sense that you have to have read the first one to read the second one at all but it's called the lady most willing so it's clearly but it's set in a it's in scotland a a castle during a blizzard so that's the premise that keeps all the characters in this one space together yes and i I enjoyed that yeah i didn't enjoy it as much but i do remember it more though because i because i can remember what i didn't like about it Yes, I and me too. Because I remember in some of that, the some of the overarching characters were a bit abrasive. Yes. but I liked the little moments yeah. in it. But yeah, Lady Most Willing, great. Lady Most Likely was great. Lady, Lady Most, Most Willing, willing. Oh, was okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. second See, one, you. Scotland one, okay. House Party one, better. Fab. Trash or treasure? See, this is the thing. I feel like it was. I feel like it's the trash I threw out and, you know, you threw out this skirt because you're like, I'm never going to wear it again. It's crap. It's so 10 years ago. And then the next time that season came around, you were like, I miss that skirt so much. I should have treasured it. I should have treasured it. Okay. So I don't – so I'm going to say trash because I can't promise you – because when I read it the first time, I didn't hold it in my heart. But – Remember our definition of treasure is reread. It's true. See, I think I need to remember to reread this. That's Okay, so it should be a treasure. I feel like – for me, it could become a treasure. Yeah. But in the past, it has been trash. Okay. Complex, but that's how I you feel. No, clear summary. Mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm much more like broad in my allocation of trash or treasure. You're a bit um, more of a hoarder, I would say. <laughs> but <laughs> so there are things you treasure that I'm like, just throw it away. It's not that bad. And it doesn't matter with books because they're electronic and they're on my cover, so mm-hmm. they're all small. I think this is, this is more treasure than it is trash. Yeah, see, I feel I feel that way. This, but there's this, like, grey murkiness in the middle, isn't there? <laughs> like, depends on the context of use. Well, what situation am I in? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's, wow, that's clear as mud. So take that going forward, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, read The Lady Most Likely. Read it and tell us whether you think it's trash or treasure. And that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much for joining us. Tune in again next time where we will give you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, whatever's of whatever we read. And until then, happy reading. Happy reading. 
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.